Hail you nostalgic pirates. Arr, welcome to 90210, <laughs> here we go. The podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Blackbeard Mickles, and I've seen these episodes for the first time. <laughs> and I'm Nick Pegleg Gunning. <laughs> he took Blackbeard. <laughs> he took Blackbeard. What I know. am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. And if you're listening to this on the day it drops, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, woo! Thanks for making us a part of your tradition. Hey, if some, you know, maybe people are traveling on the day maybe to they get are. somewhere. Maybe they are. Listen yeah. to this on the way. Uh, you yeah. can find more about the show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 18, Hazardous to Your Health. We're, we're cooking through this. I keep thinking we're early in Season 5, but every time I look at the number, I'm like, no. We're making our way. No. The only way we know how. We're making our way downtown. We're doing good. Kendra, what are you most looking forward to Thanksgiving-wise? Like food-wise, you mean? The whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, just seeing everybody. Haven't seen the people Mm. in a while. I think Eric is making his uh, pumpkin sandwich cookies, so I'm really excited about that. That's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What What about you? Hmm. Good question. I mean, I'm always I'm always a fan of pie. You know, uh, yes. you, you can't go wrong there. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I like we usually do like a Thanksgiving breakfast to watch the parades and stuff. I, I usually enjoy that. Nice. I know you're I was texting your wife earlier uh, and mm-hmm. she was like, just come here and let's just do Friendsgiving. And I was like, I wish that, we've done that a couple of times, like actually on Thanksgiving. And it's always been wonderful. I know. It's a great time. I insist it's a great on time. mashed and then potatoes. You, you had to move to North Carolina. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. This always cracks. This always cracks me up about you because I guess any Thanksgiving entree that you'd say is your favorite is kind of basic. But whenever you're like, I just need some of those mashed potatoes. I, I just, just think I could eat it's mashed just potatoes like most all day basic every staple. day. I, I know, but there's nothing particularly Thanksgivingy about mashed potatoes. Like mashed potatoes are year-round food, baby. You know. Green beans are year-round food. Turkey could be a well, year-round I, food. I didn't say green beans, and I disagree about turkey, unless you're putting it on a sub. <laughs> right, a sandwich. I'm, I'm vegetarian anyway, Kendra, so I'm all about the sides. We're actually, no, what do you this care? year, and to be clear, no one of our listeners care about this, but this <laughs> year, we got, we're trying a little like Trader Joe's Thanksgiving log. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I feel like I'm going to be open to it. I don't think my wife's going to be down with it. A but... log? What do you mean? Like, Well, yeah, it's like, you know, instead of a turkey, it's like, I don't know if it's like tofu or whatever, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. a vegetarian sort of equivalent and it's stuffed with stuffing and all that and comes with gravy hmm. and everything. Interesting. So, hey, if I mean, we usually make all if, that. Uh, if we have any listeners out there who are vegetarians... Right in and let Nick know. What, yeah. What's your what's your holiday log of choice? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired January 18th of 1995. Not a lot going on in January of 95. On January 23rd, Tiffany Thiessen turned 21. 
We're both January babies. Yeah. Hey, the, Me too. I the mean, new I'm also season... a January baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, the new season of Saved by the Bell comes out this week. Nick, are you I'm very excited? excited? I'm, I am. Yeah, I'm ready. I might have to get another Peacock subscription so I can I know. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Movie-wise, on January 21st, we had the 53rd Golden Globes, everyone's favorite mm-hmm. award show. Sure. Best yeah. film went to Sense and Sensibility for drama. Is that the uh, Kate... Uh... No, I think it would have been Emma Thompson, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought that... Uh, wh- why can't I think of her last name? I don't know what 90s Kate you're talking about. Beckinsale? About... I don't think so. No. Titanic. You Kate know. Winslet. Yes, oh. Kate Winslet. Yeesh. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe. I might be making that she, up. I guess she is a 90s Kate. <laughs> and uh, Babe won for comedy. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do, Pig. Pig. Best actors went to Nicolas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas <laughs> and uh-huh. John Travolta for Get Shorty. Wow. That's a, that's a time capsule right there. Is Get Shorty Nicolas a 90s? Cage. I... 95 yeah i thought that was a 2000s movie nicholas well they made um they made oh i can't think i cannot think what it's called be cool be cool they made a sequel to get oh Shirley called that's be exactly cool, what i'm thinking recent. of yes that was the movie both, i was picturing in my brain both based on books by elmore leonard who also wrote the character raylan gibbons from justified other things like that huh interesting but boy it's just funny to think about a year where like the big like acting trophies are going to nick cage and john travolta that's yeah. <laughs> not this year kendra i'll tell you that nope no it is it's not. not this no nicholas cage's movie pig which came out this year is very good and he's very good at it like hmm. were it did it you know if it hadn't come out so early in the year i feel like it could yeah. be nominated for something i listen Nicholas Cage and John Travolta, I think both have it. I don't think they've been putting I don't think they've been putting it out there that much too recently. Well, Nicholas Cage has just been he's been making a lot of like indie like dark indie films that not everyone is if, seeing. So if there is a script that Nicholas Cage has passed on ever, I would love to see it. <laughs> I, I would love to see it. I was just thinking about uh National Treasure the other day. Mm, there's two of those might rewatch it i don't i didn't like the second one but the first one i think is pretty good all right best actress i know we're talking about national treasure kendra don't you try to move this (laughs) okay i tried to move this on i saw both of those in theaters with my dad and i've never rewatched them i've only seen them and actually i have i've read elmore leonard stuff but i've not seen the movie get shorty perhaps we should watch it nor nor have i seen the tv show based on it starring ray romano oh oh shorty (laughs) Deborah. Travolta. <laughs> All right. Best actress went to Sharon Stone for Casino and Nicole Kidman for To Die For. I haven't seen huh. either of those movies. You know, it's interesting. Out of these four actors, I feel like Nicole Kidman is the only one who might still potentially be in one of these categories today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's true. One more thing. January 23rd, broadcasts of the O.J. Simpson trial began. Boy, did they. What a time. Those, I don't, I listen, I don't know why they were just like, you know what? The whole world's going to watch the OJ trial. We're not going to do daytime soaps. School children are going to watch this verdict live <laughs> as it happens. I, I was there. I was part of it. I watched the verdict happen. Don't understand it to this day. <laughs> I love the line. I don't get the, it. I love the line in the office when Will Ferrell 
uh, is is on and he's talking about how he's allergic to peanuts and how it just yeah. makes him kind of itchy. And he's like, the last time I came into contact with a with a peanut, I had to bathe for four days and I missed the OJ verdict. <laughs> <laughs> what a flex to get him to try on the glove live. What a flex. <laughs> I just... Why are you going to do it? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want a pair of clothes to fit, you can make that happen. You know what mm. I mean? Oh, my my fingers are all stuck together. Oh. I, I can't get them in the <laughs> finger holes. I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not a trial attorney. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. They didn't ask you. All right, <laughs> not, Nick. I mean, I was 12. <laughs> Take us beyond the zip code. Okay. In 2021, Shannon Doherty starred alongside Bruce Willis and Jesse Metcalf in the thriller Fortress. Mm. Uh, and the villain is played by a mutual friend of ours, Kedra, Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill. <laughs> Remember when we saw him from a distance at that convention? Oh, yeah. Wait, where did we... We were going... It was Cleveland. We were going to the Smallville reunion panel, and yes. before that was Chad Michael Murray, like, talking about his craft. I and we got that. to the hall early and listened to Chad Michael Murray be like, you know what? If you want to act, just act. Yeah. You know, just, just go out there and just act in television and film. That's all you got to do, man. <laughs> it was like anyway. surprisingly, it was surprisingly fun to to listen to the end of that panel. Like I had wished, I wish we yes. had, we had uh, gotten to the rest of it. But it was just crazy to be like, wow, Chad Michael Murray is just like five feet away from me talking. <laughs> there he is. There he is, and he spent uh, the better part of a couple of months filming five feet away from Shannon Doherty here in the film <laughs> Fortress. Here's what I think. For, okay, for two things. First of all, Fortress 2 is currently in pre-production with Shannon Doherty attached. So if you like Fortress 1, <laughs> I right. can't help you, but Fortress 2 is coming out. I don't understand, number one, why Bruce Willis does these video-on-demand things where he shows up for an hour of work and it's just like, I got a gun, I got to leave. I mean, I guess the money. Yeah, I guess. But and the second thing is, Shannon Doherty doesn't even get an and. It's like Jesse Metcalf, if you remember him from Desperate Housewives. You know, Bruce Willis and Chad Michael Murray. Shannon Doherty <laughs> doesn't even get a Shannon Doherty doesn't even get a mention. And wow. she's very heavily featured in the trailer. So. And yet, for that Hansel and Gretel movie, she was on the cover and literally she's right on the cover. What like, a difference. Not a big nine part of that movie. Make, I guess. Well, <laughs> anyway, Fortress. Video on demand. Fortress. Wherever you Wherever you pay $3.99 to rent schlock. <laughs> All right. Here's our synopsis for hazardous to your health. You've written here hazardous to your death, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, I didn't do that on purpose, but that is a perfect title for one of these Bruce Willis yeah. video on demand movies. Yes. Yes. I would rent the heck out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis or uh, Jason Statham hazardous Maybe. to your death yeah. oh my gosh i'm trademarking that i'm gonna write a cozy mystery about it i think you should i think okay. you should can there be okay. a talking dog in your cozy there... mystery no no kendra oh, okay All can right. there be like baking of some kind I'm big? really not in this thing where I'm taking pitches. Thank you. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, here's the all the characters <laughs> love mashed potatoes, though. That's I want to yes. tell you that they do. <laughs> when Jonesy's honey trap falls through, Dylan has to call in Valerie to help them get Dylan's money. When Dylan pushes to rescue Erica as well, Jonesy cashes out, leaving Dylan and Val to pull off the heist. Meanwhile, I'm kidnapping, but yeah. It's definitely a kidnapping. Meanwhile, Professor Finley hires Kelly as his research assistant. 
She helps to mobilize the student body when the university's concerns over Finley's conduct begins to cause trouble on campus. Brandon tries to mediate, which puts him and Kelly at odds. All right, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Larry Mullen and directed by James Whitmore Jr. Kendra, I've been waiting for this episode. I this I loved this episode, especially in 1995. I was like, this is the greatest thing. How, that's ever can you happened. do you remember the promos for this episode? Like, what what were they? What were they? Like? I yes, I do. No, I do remember. I do remember them. It's like it's Dylan and Valerie down there. A lot of Valerie in that sheer navy uh, bikini top that she's wearing. Uh, and I remember in the promos, her like passing the sea glass to Erica, like giving mm. her the wink. And I was like, oh, it's a heist. Not, not Kevin with a sword. I feel like that would be. <laughs> no, I don't think you got Kevin with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> he looked great with it. Yeah. Sword and the, like the, a sword and the mustache. Just sword like and he... the mustache together. Yeah. I just think. like he wanted. <laughs> just like he wanted. <laughs> Kendra, correct me. Anyway, I still like the episode. It's a little cheesy, but I still really liked it. All right. Um. I don't believe, and, and you got to fact check me on this, but I don't think we see Donna, Ray, or Jesse in this. Not to my memory. And we get the Walshes and Andrea and Steve for like five seconds. You know what I was thinking as I watched the Tell intro me. today when I watched the that episode? That you love mashed potatoes? Well, but... yes, I'm always thinking that. Um, but I was yeah. thinking, I think it's kind of like, I don't know why Cindy and Jim are still in the credits. <laughs> Like, we never, ever see them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's interesting, I guess is the word, that they're still well, in the credits. I think the answer to that would be that at the beginning, they signed everybody to a five-year contract. That would be my <laughs> assumption. Right. I really think that's why. Yeah, well. But, yeah, it's true. I mean, there really are very minor players at this point. Yeah. And Jesse, I feel like Jesse had more character development when he was not part of the main cast. Yeah, I think so, too. So, who knows what's going on. So, uh, it is it is pretty... I mean, Kelly, Kelly and Brandon get some play. And of course, uh, Dylan and Valerie, but everybody else is either not in it at all or pretty sidetracked Yep. in this one. Guest cast. We have some recurring players, including Alan Toy, back as Patrick Finley, creepier than ever. Creepy, creepy. Greg Daniel, single. Not not Greg Daniels, creator of The Office and other ah. such things, but Greg Daniel returns as Dean Whitmore. Wings Hauser, back as Jonesy, our man Jonesy. A little pervy this episode. Super little- pervy. Super pervy. You're right. Super You're right. Um, I was really reluctant to tell you this, Kendra, because just like with Emily Valentine, I feel it's a bit of a spoiler, but I have to be honest and tell you, this is our final appearance of Noli Thornton as Erica really? McKay. Yeah, right? Doesn't that suck? I'm so shocked. I know. Final appearance of Carrie Keene as Suzanne Steele and David Hayward as Kevin Weaver. So that's a wrap on, uh, on, on those three here. Huh. So, All right. Do with that what you will. It is a little disappointing. I don't know why. I mean, if Jim and Cindy could be here the whole season and we see them for a total of 10 minutes, I guess I would have Erica in place still. But yeah, whatevs. This is the first time we're seeing them in actual fact this season. They were here earlier in in part of Dylan's like coked up dream. Mm -hmm. But but we see the legit characters this time for the last time. We have some non-recurring players that we just see this time, and that's Louis Nova as Marco, who is also credited in the crew as serving as the interpreter on this episode. Oh. But he did shows like Monk, The Love Boat, and worked as a choreographer on lots of shows, including Freaks and Geeks and the NCIS franchise. 
Choreography. That's your choreography song? It's from White Christmas. So, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Sophia Santi as Anna. She was in shows like Lois and Clark, ER, CSI, and Criminal Minds, Beyond Borders. Have you seen that spinoff, Kendra? No. We have Emilio Rivera as Philippe and tons of credits, tons and tons of credits. But he's best known as playing Marcus Alvarez on both Sons of Anarchy and the spinoff Mayans MC. Mayans MC features Mark Damon Espinoza. So oh, there's, a, there. there's a little connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention, too, that originally this episode included the song I Know the Game performed by Jamie Walters. So I don't know if that's a whole cut scene or if that was just playing under things here. But Jamie Walters' I Know the Game was at one point in this episode, and at least not uh, on Paramount Plus, it wasn't. No, not on mine either, I don't think. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Lots to talk about. We start at Dylan's house. He's packing up real fast. Uh, At the end of the last episode, he got the call from Jonesy saying, get out here. I got your money. Let's, Let's get it. And he, you know, he's packing. He's got this picture of Erica he's looking at. And Valerie decides to stop by. She's got some food, some baked goods, yeah. wants to hang out. Mm-hmm. Scones. Yeah. Don't take turn down a scone. I know. Take yeah, it with just you. Just take the scones. Jeez. <laughs> uh, he says, well, I can't hang out. I'm actually going out of town. Can't tell you where I'm going. And she's like, oh, well, I'll come with you. To wherever you're going. She doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care. Doesn't know. Doesn't care. But he he turns her down and he's kind of rude to her. He he says, I can't be the only guy on your bakery route this morning. Yeah. Pretty cold. Yeah. And cold she, as ice. Yeah. Uh, she storms out. So here are my two questions here. Number one, are, what is the status of their relationship? Because they like Friends? broke up. They like broke up and then were totally normal with Jim and Cindy. But now I know he's in a rush, but he's he's pretty mean to her. I think they're and just also, friends like, now. Well, why can't he just tell her? That's I my second know. question. Why can't he be like, "There's a lead on my money, and I gotta, I gotta." I guess I know Jonesy, Jonesy said not to, but like, yeah, Jonesy told him not to say anything to anybody. Yeah, so, all right. I don't know. Yeah, dumb. Dumb. A- after the intro, Dylan is in Mexico, right? That's where we are. Yes. Yes. I didn't write down the name of the actual. Oh, place. it was. It was Punta, Punta something. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. So he arrives, he goes through customs, and he's walking through the airport, and he passes this woman who is holding a red shoe in her hand and, like, yes, you know, running through the airport with just her shoe in her hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The he... man with run, one red shoe is Tom Hanks. But this wasn't, <laughs> no, this wasn't Tom Hanks, nor was it Rita Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Punta Brava, Kendra. Thank you. Punta Brava. Thank you. He tries to call Jonesy, but there's no answer. We kind of see Jonesy laying in bed asleep. He doesn't wake up. So Dylan grabs a taxi and goes to Hotel Consuelo. Yes. He is let into Jonesy's room, and Jonesy's not looking good. He's, like, sleeping and whimpering. He looks like a drug addict is what he looks like, but I guess yeah, it's not an appealing. I guess no. he's not. And mm-hmm. Dylan has already had it. He's like kicking the bed, yelling at him to get up. He like pounds the shoe on the because oh, because there's another shoe, the other yeah, red he shoe, matching shoe, the yeah. matching shoe, yeah, is on the bed. And we find out that the woman he passed in the airport 
coincidentally, was she was working with Jonesy and they were going to like yeah. help get Dylan's money back. Right. But Jonesy blew it and the girl is gone now. She's the honey trap. Yeah. The honey trap. Yeah. So Dylan is like, look, I'm going to find somebody else to do this for the money. I, I mean, he's paying yeah, yeah, yeah. $4 million for, yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> and Jonesy's like, no, no, I'm a professional there. I found them. They're here. And you're going to see him at the peach pit. This is where we get our tiny little scene with Andrea and Steve. The only scene they have in this episode. Andrea made the Dean's list again. Classic Andrea. Oh boy. And they, they make fun of her because Hannah had a fever and she didn't believe that her doctor's diagnosis. So she, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. what they were yeah. saying, but they were picking on her. But then they kind of tease her like she has a crush on the doctor. Yeah. It was confusing. Yeah, Brandon's like, are you having like impure thoughts? Or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, shut up, you guys. A weird scene. It was weird. Steve has three papers that are due that are almost exactly the same prompt so he's very excited he only has to write one paper Mm -hmm. he can turn it Mm -hmm. in three times Kendra let me ask you a question (laughs) have you ever used a paper more than once I I honestly don't know I may have you I I may have used like stuff from one paper for another but I don't think I've used a full paper twice I wrote a paper uh, when I was a senior in high school and then for my freshman composition class in college, uh, I used it again. I didn't get a good grade in high school, but I knew it was a good paper. And so I did hardly anything to it, like almost nothing. And the teacher was like, I'll know if you try to pass off some old high school paper. But I did it anyway, Kendra. And I got an A+. Plus. Hey, I say <laughs> work smart, not Woo! hard. That's what I That's say. Right. That's right. Work smart, not hard. That's the only time. That was the only time I was able to do that. Again, I'm confused about their school schedule. Because at one point in this, Valerie says, this is their semester break. She's like, this is a weird way to spend my semester break. Yeah. But we're fully into the new year at this point. What Steve actually says is next semester, he's got three classes that are almost the same. So he ah, only has to write one paper. Okay. And then they and then they tease him about taking easy classes. And he's like, I'm taking golf. You know? <laughs> well, still. No, it Why is this sense, their but... semester break? I don't know. I'm can. I don't know, Kendra. We just have to move on. All we right. just have to accept that they don't know how semesters work and move All on. All right. Fine. Okay. So Brandon leaves the peach pit. And outside in their car, Claire and David who we see for a brief second here are moment. are yep. arguing over what music to play at the peach pit after dark. Claire does not want to turn it into a hip hop club. Uh, David makes fun of her alternative music. Yeah. So. Yeah. David's like, I don't want to have more people, more sad people talking about how much the world sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon passes them and asks if they know where Kelly is. And they say, yes, she was on campus doing something, but she's probably home by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Brandon heads over there and finds Kelly meditating, kind of, to a, a tape. Of, yeah. Is it is it Finley, Finley on the tape? Patrick Finley. He's on the yeah. He's like yeah. He's creepy. saying saying his mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an extern, Kendra. Open I your know, mind. I know. You're an embarrassment. 
So Kelly is upset because Finley was denied tenure, mm. which sucks. I had a friend. Yeah. Who, I had a friend who was denied tenure. Listen, sucks. if he's not publishing at all, come on. Yeah, guys. no. I mean, I mean, I did. I don't mean it's not justified. I just mean it. It does. Uh, yeah, no. Sucks it would, be, it would suck tenure. to be in that position. Yeah. yeah, Brandon's like, oh yeah, that's that's terrible. I'm definitely going to talk to the dean about that. Kelly is like, oh, well, I thought I was going to have to twist your arm a little bit more to do that. So cool. But it's but it's important to remember, Kelly's happy that Brandon's going to talk to the dean about it. She yes. wants him to. Yes, she does. And he has no ulterior motives. Nope, none. All of these are in play. All, I don't know what I just said, but they're facts in play is what I was trying to say. I'm not cutting that out. I'm leaving it Kendra, in. please. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. All right, back in Mexico, we get a sexy scene of Luke Perry riding with an open shirt on a horse down the beach, <laughs> like in a. Don't make fun. You loved it, <laughs> like like in the movie Eight Seconds or that horrible romance novel episode with him and Alex Alice Cride. Yeah, yep, exactly. Riding horses. So he and Jonesy they're riding down the beach, and then they stop and take out the binoculars and we see Kevin and Suzanne. They are yeah. at a, is it their house that they're at? I don't know where yeah, they are. Their house, but they're, they're on like a balcony. Yeah, they're looking well, at Well, I think, Kendra, I think you mean Carl and Kitty Cavendish, yes. I believe. <laughs> Kitty Cavendish. Kitty Cavendish. She seems like a Kitty Cavendish. Yeah. So good, good <laughs> alias. Really good job. Yeah. Jonesy fills him in that they arrived about a week ago. They were set up somewhere else, but that kind of went south. So now they're here looking for new business. And he has their phones tapped. So he's been listening in on all their conversations. And that's how he knows all about this. And he is sad because he's like, look, I had this perfect woman to do this whole sting operation with. And now she's gone. Where are we going to find another <laughs> sexy lady? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, we need a smoking hot pathological liar who can just <laughs> twist everybody around their fingers. Where are we going to find someone? And Dylan's like, hmm. <laughs> Um, oh, and they also see Erica. Um, see Erica. And Dylan is very happy to see Erica. Yep. So cut to Dylan calls Valerie and is like, hey, I need your help. I need you to come down here. And at first, Valerie is like, no way. You treated me like crap this morning. I'm not going to help mm -hmm. you. But he convinces her. So then Valerie is supposed, she's all dressed up. She's supposed to be going to this dinner with the Walshes. And... She comes down the stairs and she's like, guys, can you go without me? I just got a call from, does she say her friend or her mom? Ginger. It's her friend Ginger. Her friend Ginger back in Buffalo and she's going to have to fly out and see her. She's in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and good luck flying into Buffalo in the heart of January, yeah, Valerie. I yeah, I know. Well, good Kelly, thing this is a lie. Kelly's like, Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes back upstairs and... Cindy's Woo! like, why would she lie? And yeah. Jim's like, because she has no shame. Yes. And I'm like, so I guess everyone just thinks right. she's a liar it's now. Just a, it's just a thing now. I was really surprised by that too. Like the level to which Jim was like, because she's a piece of trash. <laughs> I was really surprised <laughs> by that. But they don't even like pretend to believe no. her. And Cindy's, Cindy's at least concerned. But yeah. Jim is just like, kick her out on the streets. Yeah. Send her to London done, too. Done with her. 
So she goes back upstairs and she's like, all right, Dylan, I'm ready. What are we, what are we going to do? And Kendra, do you think it's possible that Jim is sexist? (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Just hear me out, Kendra. That's crazy. Sorry. Back in Mexico, Jonesy and Dylan are at the airport. A lot of boom mic, a lot of boom mic throughout this. Yes, there was. Yes, there I noticed was. it this time. Yeah, there was a scene on the beach where it really was like, are they doing this on purpose? Are they trying to get yeah. it in the shot? <laughs> I assume it's probably because I don't know that they were actually in Mexico, but they were definitely like filming on real locations, like yeah. on the beach and in airports and stuff. So like maybe it was just yeah extra clumsy because of that, because of the practical locations. But maybe it was very noticeable. Yeah. So they're waiting for Valerie. She's landed and she's stuck in customs. It's taking forever to get through. Dylan is going to be playing the valet, Uh which he's not too happy about. He is not convinced about Jonesy being able to pull this off. But Jonesy's like, hey, I'm the guy the government calls to clean up their messes. Like, this Uh is what I do. Don't don't you worry. Could they call him now? Is Jonesy still, (laughs) is he available? I don't know. So he's worried about Valerie. He's like, she's an amateur. I'm worried about working yeah. with her. And Dylan's like, don't you worry about Valerie. She's got yeah. this. And they see she her. She has no shame. Nope. And they see her walking towards them. And Dylan's like, go test her out. So Jonesy like goes up to her and like picks her up and kisses her. And Valerie just goes with it. She's like, oh, hi, she honey. Does. I haven't seen uh-huh. you in so long. It's so good to see right. you. Yep. Yep. And Dylan has to get their bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wears the the chauffeur's hat so low on his really eyes. Low, yeah. It's really funny. Jonesy <laughs> calls him his manservant at one yeah, point. He does. Funny stuff. Back on campus, Brandon is walking and arguing with the dean about Professor Finley, saying, yeah. you know, it's not fair. Like, you know, he's a he's a great professor. Everybody loves him. Yeah. And the dean says, look, he hasn't published anything. He was supposed to be publishing a book, but he put that on hold to do all these seminars. And a lot of the other teachers are worried he's using his class to just like convert students to his way of thinking. Uh, Mm -hmm. The word messianic is is thrown out Mm -hmm. about his Mm -hmm. teaching. And then the dean does something that would never, ever be done in real life. He tells a a student that there's allegations against (laughs) Professor Finley uh, that parents called, there was a retreat, and parents called and complained about, like, inappropriate conduct on this retreat by yeah, Professor and they Finley. Yeah, and they don't say necessarily that it was sexual, just no, that it was inappropriate. inappropriate, yeah. I, I mean, he definitely shouldn't have told them. I mean, Brandon is the student body president trying to, like, broker peace here. I, I don't know. I It's possible that he would let him know that there was some concern about that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Back in Mexico, they are now moving to a very swanky hotel, not the the flea bag motel that he was in before. <laughs> right, right. Dylan uh, has to carry their bags. He's like, "Oh, my manservant will get these bags." There you and go. He's like yep, struggling with the bags, and they're walking through this very swanky hotel. Dylan pulls Valerie aside and thanks her for coming out to help. Jonesy then is like, hey, we got to like keep up the the charade here. We've got to go meet the cabin dishes for for lunch. And Dylan's like, what am I supposed to do? And there's a giant like chessboard behind him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can like stand on it and move right. the giant things. 
And Jonesy tells him to go find some very large checkers. <laughs> That's what he can do. I love that line. I also really like, as I was watching this, I think it's just such a clever use of Valerie. Yeah. You know, because obviously this was teed up during the Shannon Doherty years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they probably just didn't get that far. But I just think it's cool that they're like, Valerie is the one character that Suzanne and Kevin wouldn't recognize, wouldn't yeah. know. So to mm-hmm. use to use her in the scene, I think, is a really, it's like taking advantage of the fact that we did a cast change and making it seem yeah. intentional. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I liked yeah, that. Yeah, they would have cool. no idea who she is. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Valerie and Jonesy, they're in like the hotel, restaurant, bar area. And they see Kevin and Suzanne coming and Jonesy's like, okay, you know, when Kevin gets here, you need to like, just turn on the charm, get him to get him to be into you. And Valerie's like, well, what about Suzanne? And Jonesy's like, don't worry, she's not going to be here. And as soon as Suzanne walks past, he stands up and spills his drink. A huge drink, a huge drink. It's very big. Yeah. So he runs off with her to go get cleaned up. Kevin stays and Valerie does indeed immediately turn on the charm. Yes. Uh, gets and him to it sit works. down. Yeah. 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 And we, we established earlier in the scene where Jonesy's talking about the wiretaps and stuff, that their relationship is not good anymore. Like yeah. he says, Suzanne is just happy that she doesn't have to sleep with him anymore. And Dylan's yeah. like, you? Yeah, okay. Gross. But we've established that they're kind of like, at this point, business partners. So it's definitely going to work with Valerie. Yeah. So he, she gets Kevin to sit down. They they flirt yeah. a little bit. Then Jonesy comes back and they introduce themselves. And when he says his name is Cavendish, Jonesy's like, oh, because the pirate Thomas Cavendish right. established right. this whole place. And that gets them talking about uh, piratic material. Piratic mm-hmm. material, which is Piratical. Something, yes. something I've never... That's a word I've never Pirate heard. swag. Yeah, pirate, pirate swag. swag. Well, Kendra, do you know do you know how like when you open old boxes it's full of Lord of the Rings paraphernalia? <laughs> when people like Kevin open old boxes yeah. it's full of pirate pirate swag. Yeah. Piratical material. Nick is referring you know? to I uh, I cleaned out helped my parents clean out a storage building full of our stuff and found a mm. giant tub full of yeah. lots of Lord of the Rings stuff from my youth. Yeah. I thought I had uh, I thought I had all my Lord of the Rings stuff and I was wrong. Why were the lips of the Orlando Bloom poster all worn off? I have I have a stand-up cardboard cutout of Orlando Bloom. That's real, wow. but it's in a closet. And the lips As are, Legolas or just No, as Legolas. No, as, as Legolas. Legolas. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. His lips are Brandon-wise. fine though. Whoa. Okay, A+ plus from Kendra, she says. No, I mean like they're fine. They're not well, worn said, down. I didn't kiss them. You said what you said. <laughs> all right. You said what you said. All right. So they start talking about, oh, well, we just, you know, at this auction, we just got this very rare pirate journal thing. Mm-hmm. And Kevin mm-hmm. is like, oh, wow, you must oh, have yeah. spent a fortune on that. He's very interested. Yeah, yeah it's it's good because it, it says, number one, we have the money to blow on like pirate journals. Yeah. And also, <laughs> we're the kind of people who love pirate journals. Yeah. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, there's a know, Friendsgiving for you yeah, right there. Yes, for sure. And Valerie is just like, she's just going with it. She's like, yeah, use it or lose it. You know, we yeah. have the money, so yeah. we just used it. Yeah, yeah. They then invite Kevin to go fishing with them. Uh, and they'll the go yacht. see some pirate sites while, mm-hmm. they're, while they're fishing. 
Suzanne comes back to the table and she's got on this t-shirt now because big baggy t-shirt yeah, yeah. uh and it, she doesn't really seem thrilled that they are hanging out with valerie and jonesy but they get no. them to stay and eat and uh yeah so while all this is happening dylan decides he's gonna stalk erica which is not a good idea but that's what he's doing not great no so, so erica stops to look at some sea glass somewhere or some some glass bottles yeah Yeah. and he comes up to the to the wall and like hides around the corner and uh you know gets her attention and she's so excited to see him she says she's hates it there and will he promise to take her with him and he says yes and she gives him her favorite piece of sea glass because she collects sea glass and that was like a brick of sea glass too i guess when i hear sea glass i I think of like a thin you know like it would have been like a bottle or something this was like somebody took a glass brick and threw it into the ocean for 600 years well i used to live in maine and we would go you know do sea glass look for sea glass a lot and i mean we would we would find teeny tiny one like this yeah yeah well that's listeners you can't see my fingers but very small (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) and uh yeah this was big uh, so yeah, it's her favorite piece. Gives it to her. It is distinctive. Back in the hotel, Jonesy is very mad at Dylan for talking to Erica. He's like, "Well, why? What? You should just go knock on their front door, like basically <laughs> what you just did." Yeah, I mean, it was quite a risk. He could it have been was. seen by the people. I mean, well, he was it, seen it, by their, um, like, uh, yeah, the Felipe. Yeah, yeah, he was seen, but. Dylan does not think he was recognized. Right. Well, how would, yeah, how would this dude know who he is? Yeah. But I think the real mistake here, and I totally understand why he did it, because he misses his sister. But, like, now Erica has to lie to her, like, has to lie to Suzanne. Rather than her just being totally normal. Yeah. Now she's, like, got this big secret, and I just think that's a mistake. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I've never been part of a heist like this, so I don't know. (laughs) Jonesy, they're they're yelling at each other, and Valerie comes in, and they kind of stop yelling when she comes in, and Jonesy compliments her on how well she did during the day. He also suggests that you know he has a king size bed in his room, so she could come sleep in there if mm-hmm. if she wants to. Classy, but uh, but Dylan turns him down on that. Yep, says no. So Jonesy leaves, and this is where Valerie says, this isn't my typical semester break, but she's, you know, she she's creeped out by Kevin, but she's there to help Dylan, and she really wants to help him. Yeah, she says he makes her skin crawl, and he's like, Dylan's like, well, what can I do for you? And she's like, just hold me. Hold me. Which, which I didn't really get. I felt like that was a well, weird he does it. moment. He, he does, but like, I don't really get why she's upset. Or I, don't, I, don't I don't either. I don't know. Later on, we go to Professor Finley's office where there is a very long line outside mm-hmm. of students mm-hmm. waiting to talk to him. Yeah. Kelly comes out of his office and she she's got him she got Brandon to the front of the line. He's gonna talk to Brandon right now. So Professor Finley is obviously not happy about being denied tenure and he says, that he's going to have to mobilize the campus to get what he deserves. What he deserves. I thought was a really key word there, you yeah. know. Get what he deserves. 
So Brandon is like, yeah, you know, I think we should. And I think I have some ways that we can combat the things that I've, you know, that I've heard. Right. Is basically what he says. And he, no, he, he says he says there is like there there's some good strategy in just addressing your accusations and your criticisms head on. Yeah. And right away he's like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. He turns on Brandon so fast. He's Instantly. like, oh, you've been talking to the dean. You've been turned against me. Like, what's next? Are they going to say my classes are actually cults? Mm-hmm. They kind of are. A little bit. And, yeah, he gets all in Brandon's face. He's like, if they want a showdown, I will bring this campus to its knees. <laughs> to its knees. I liked it because I buy it, you know? Like, yeah. he's kind of crazy. I think totally. As soon as Brandon shows anything but, like, you know, sort of slavish devotion. He's like, no, I'm not going to put up with this. I got a whole line of students who just think I'm the greatest. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah, so and he, I like he the way he Brandon turns. out. But I'm kind of with Brandon. Like, Brandon's like, I'm, oh, here yeah. to, I'm here to help you. And he's like, yeah. no, you're not. Get out. Yeah, Brandon's like, I came as an ally. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's so much. I don't know. Like, I don't know what Finley's interest in Kelly is because... At some point, we find out that she's working for him. Have we? Yes. Have we... No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. But whatever it is, I couldn't tell if she, if that was more about like getting Brandon away from Kelly or more about his whatever, his ego or his fight with the administration. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess more of an ego thing is what I was leaning okay. towards. All right. Back in Mexico, Kevin and, or sorry, Jonesy and Valerie and... <laughs> Kevin, Carl, and Suzanne, Kitty, are back from fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a successful fish fishing trip. Dylan is listening in. I guess Jonesy and Valerie are wearing wires. So he's mm -hmm. listening in from the hotel. And, you know, they've done a good job talking up their, their uh, richness because Kevin yes. pulls Jonesy aside and he's like, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. So he pulls, they, they go off to the side and talk leaving Valerie and Suzanne to talk. And Suzanne mentions Erica and says that, you know, she really loved her dad, Jack, but he died. And I guess this was what the first time where I was like, okay, so I guess Erica really is Dylan's sister. Like that wasn't- I thought the same, yeah. That wasn't made I thought, up. I thought the same thing too, because there would be absolutely no reason to tell that to Valerie. Yeah. Like, yeah. no reason at all mm -hmm. to say his name and all that. So I kind of took that as a confirmation, too. And Dylan hears it. I mean, yes. Dylan hears it from her mouth. So I think that kind of puts it to rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys come back and Kevin takes Suzanne aside and is like, hey, he just told me all about his operation and he's looking for new partners. And I think maybe we should do this. So he's he's in. Yeah. And Jonesy keeps saying that he's a taxidermist and finds out that that's his cover because, or this, this is what he's telling Kevin, yeah. that he's a smuggler who uses trophy fish to smuggle like drugs and money and all that yeah. stuff. Totally and Kevin plausible. Just wants in. Kevin, who just recently pulled a pretty similar scam on Dylan, yeah. is like, yeah, here's my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they take a picture with their fish that they caught. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lots of boom mic in this. Oh my gosh. In this scene. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one I met where it was like, I think they're trying to frame the boom mic into the shot purposely. Kevin invites Jonesy and Valerie to go to dinner later, their treat this time. Mm -hmm. Suzanne then excuses herself to go get 
a massage and Jonesy's like, I'm going to go with her to get, you know, make sure she gets the discount from, cause I know the owner or whatever. Right. Leaving Valerie and Kevin. Valerie brings up, oh, I bet your house is so beautiful because it's so close to here and it's so pretty. And Kevin is like, oh, well, would you like to see it? So they go back to Kevin and Suzanne's house. I don't know. I At this point, I was like, what is Valerie doing going to yeah. this his house with this it's pretty creepy bold. man? It is. Meanwhile, I, I keep thinking like, okay, Dylan was in shock when he didn't negotiate the first time. But now like... Dylan's even providing half of the cover on this and we're still not, you know, like yeah. renegotiating this half situation nope. when Valerie's doing all the work, but okay. Yep. So they go back to Kevin's house. They There's a picture he has of this uh, lady pirate and they talk about her. Then they, they talk about banks, money. Kevin says all his money is in the bank and Valerie's like, oh, well, ours isn't. And then she gets him to talk about how he does all of his banking online and uh-huh. how he can be sitting with a beautiful woman and doing his banking at the same time. So then he opens his computer and just logs in yeah. as she's watching. And then I thought that was going to be the thing. I thought she was like going to get his password and, you know, that would be that. But it turns out Jonesy has tapped it and so when he logs in jonesy is also able to log in and they get all the money back it's done i was really wanting like intense shots of the screen with like a loading bar like i wanted a bigger (laughs) moment (laughs) yeah you didn't get it yeah i wanted a bigger moment with the with the money i mean this money it's been such a big deal him losing this money so i kind of wanted that to be a bigger moment but but whatever, Jonesy's like, oh, man, it's like a video game, man. It's like Pac-Man <laughs> getting this money back. They also say that Valerie should be on her way back. So mm-hmm. Jonesy's like, all right, let's pack up. We're, we're done here. We got the money. Let's go. But Dylan is like, what about Erica? And Jonesy is not interested in getting Erica. He's like, I came here to get the money. I did not come here to kidnap someone. <laughs> so... Right. I'm, I'm I think, out. I think he's genuinely surprised. Like, I don't think he's... They never talked about Erica. They never talked... Like, Dylan was never like, and you got to rescue my sister. It was just yeah. about the money. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's... Like, you think he's genuine when he was like, I don't have a plan for how to bust a kid out of there. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, I think it's all very legit. Uh, but then it kind of leaves him in a lurch. Yeah. So he does indeed leave, and Valerie when she gets back is very upset that he's gone. Like the Cavendishes are supposed to be coming to pick them up for dinner later. And they're supposed to be gone, but they're still here. What is the plan? And Dylan's like, you are going to go to dinner with them. Here's I I've got to play. Here's the plan. So they figure they come up with a plan quickly back to Kelly. Donna Claire's. We learn that Kelly has been hired as Finley's research assistant. More red flags just just flying in the wind. (laughs) Uh, And Kelly is mad at Brandon. She's like, I can't believe I got it after your disastrous meeting with him earlier. Calls Brandon an extern (laughs) and uh, says that he just doesn't get it. And Brandon's like, you're right. I I don't get it. I I don't understand why everyone is mad at me. I was ambushed. 
Yeah, he's basically like, you wanted me to do this. You asked me to do this. I did. And he turned on me instantly. And she's like, well, why would he do that? And Brandon's like, because he's paranoid. Yeah. And she's like, you're an ex, you know. But I just, I like that whole scene. Yep. All right. We get the last, like, big scene. Well, I guess it's a couple of scenes, but in my in my notes, it's one. So at the Cavendish house... Yeah. Erica is practicing her ballet and Suzanne comes in and like tells her she's not doing it good enough. And Erica's like, I hate ballet. I don't want to do ballet. <laughs> Valerie then stops by. They're all dressed up. Kevin and Suzanne, they're all dressed up to go. Valerie stops by in her bikini from earlier and is like, oh, I was beachcombing and your house is right here. So I decided to stop by. Yeah, she kind of, she lost track of time and it was closer to here than home and blah, blah, blah. That's her cover. So they're going to take her back to her house so she can get changed and then they can go to dinner. She says that she found some sea glass and she wants to give it to Erica because Suzanne's like, oh, Erica loves sea glass. And she goes to give it to her. And it is the same giant piece of sea glass that Mm -hmm. she gave. Sea brick. Yes, Mm -hmm. the sea brick that she gave to Dylan earlier. So they leave with Valerie, and as they go out the gate, Dylan sneaks in before the gate closes. Yes, and, and here, okay, so here's here's where I get a little confused about what this plan is, because Valerie's like, how are you ever going to get in there? And Dylan's like, oh, I know how, and he pulls out the sea glass, which is completely inconsequential. Yeah, I guess it just what, lets Erica know that, that Valerie is with Dylan, like why why does she need to know that i thought it was going to be like here's a sea glass leave that back door open yeah. this proves that i'm with dylan but it was nothing it was just like here's yeah. your sea glass back kid yeah and then valerie gets in the car with these crazies i know so i yeah i don't know what valerie's end game was supposed to be because they're going to get to her house and she's going to be like where's my husband jonesy right but i guess oh, he's she- also Picking up sea glass. She was just going to like run in and change. So maybe she was going to like sneak out the back and meet up with Dylan and Erica. I don't know. I guess. So Dylan sneaks into the house and Erica sees him and he's, you know, behind a wall and the phone rings and the nanny, whatever she is, she she comes in. Nana, thank you. And she answers the phone it's Suzanne saying that she wants Erica to take a a bath before she goes to bed Erica tries to say no I don't want to take a bath and Dylan just can't he doesn't wait he just like comes around the corner and Erica says Dylan look out because the whatever I don't know what his title is Felipe Felipe. Yeah, I don't know. He's is, like a butler. Yeah, know? he comes up behind Dylan. And so now Suzanne and Kevin have heard the name Dylan. And they're mm-hmm. freaking out. They stop the car. Suzanne immediately pulls a gun on Valerie. Yeah. She she did not trust Valerie. And uh, yeah. So they bring Valerie back to the house. And she has a black eye. Yeah. They like beat her until she said yeah. what the deal was. What yeah, the plan and Dylan was. tries. They sit her down on the couch, and Dylan's like, "Who's the girl?" And, and Suzanne's like, "Okay, all right, can we just not with that?" <laughs> and Valerie's like scared, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's she she's not having having fun anymore. Mm-mm. Kevin now has a gun pointed at them, 
They're they're both sitting on the couch, and Dylan's like, "Hey, maybe we could cut a deal." You know, now that I know where you are, you don't want the law chasing you. Let's let's cut a deal. But Kevin's like, yeah, people go missing here all the time. Like, maybe we just get rid of you. And that's what we'll do. So then they ask where Jonesy is. And we see that Jonesy is is there at the house. He's like sneaking up around the back. And Dylan says, oh, he's right outside. And Kevin slaps him across the face. Yes, he does. Yeah. And is like, don't get cute. Where is he? And Valerie's like, just tell him the truth. And Dylan says, I did. He's really out back. And then Jonesy jumps through the window. Like a plate glass, like it's a door, a full length door that's glass. And he throws his old body right through it. Oh my word, I loved it. So yeah, he he goes through the window and he just starts like shooting wildly. So what is he doing? I'm shooting vases and things. People are diving behind couches. It's not a good plan. Maybe he was just trying to cause chaos without well, hurting worked. anybody. I don't know. But Eddie, everyone like dives out of the way. Kevin runs and Dylan chases after him. He wants to get Kevin. Kevin grabs yeah, a no, sword. It's a, it's a, Classic thing though, because Jonesy's like, Dylan, no, I got him. And Dylan's like, no, this one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin grabs a pirate sword off the wall yeah. and <laughs> you know, tries to to stab yeah. Dylan, but Dylan gets the upper hand and punches the crap out of his face. Yeah. Which was satisfying. Suzanne tries to grab one of the guns that fell on the ground, but Valerie uh grabs it first. And she's like, look, I'll cut a deal with you. You know, there's all this money. You can have some of it. And Valerie's like, you've already, your husband already lost. What did she say? Your horny husband already lost all of his money earlier this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Good line. (laughs) Uh, And then the police come in and arrest them. Yes. Yeah. So that was cool. And Jonesy says that uh, he told the police that they were trying to kidnap Eric Estrada, which yeah. I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so more, uh, you know, lewdness from Jonesy towards Valerie, you know, saying like, oh, my reward can be a, a hug and a kiss. Um, and they turn, but Dylan is gone. He has gone upstairs to get Erica and she knew that he would find her. But then I guess we never see her again, so that's great. And that's the episode. It's a wrap on Nolly Thornton. Uh, I, uh, well, what's your verdict, Kendra? Oh, I loved it. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. I agree. This was when we when we got into the first episode of this season, and I was like, in the post Shannon Doherty years, I was like, some of my favorite episodes are coming up. This was one of the ones that I was specifically thinking about. Though in my memory, this is like a three episode arc. I really thought there was more of this like Mexico intrigue, but it's just the one episode. <laughs> intrigue. Uh, it has a lot of sentimental value to me. This is one that I really like. This is an episode that I think about when I'm thinking about like the ones from when I was a kid. I will say that the third act is kind of a mess, mm. you know, like the last or however many, whatever our act structure here is the last little section when Jonesy's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. On just gets a little sloppy. Yeah. I think like when Dylan's breaking in to see Erica, that whole scene is just like, all she has to do is be like, I'm going to walk in the other room for a minute. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I left my, 
see glass. Yeah, whatever. that was dumb. You know, I feel like they could have like sitting there. They could have come up with a a better way to to, to blow it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would have been easy. I felt like that, and Kevin just being like, "Let me log into my super secret account right here." <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to log in. Yeah. I just don't buy that. That was a little. That was a little. I don't know for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. But I mean, Jonesy did come say he came back because he knew that they were going to blow it. And they did. True. So They did. Royally. To yeah. To be fair. I wonder how Valor is going to explain her black eye. Ginger. I guess it's Ginger just really having having a hard time. <laughs> She's in a bad way. Did you have a 90210 snap? Uh, I guess it'd have to be that last fight scene. You know, yeah. Jonesy coming through the window. I agree. I mean, that that was certainly the most, like, energetic and exciting part. But I think as far as, like, my high drama moment, I'm going to give it to the Brandon Finley mm. uh, mashup there in, in the office where yeah. he's like, I'll bring this college to its knees or whatever he says. <laughs> I almost wish that we had just been in Mexico for the whole episode and that we were oh, definitely. going back and forth. I agree. I think we could have. Yeah. I wonder if they just thought, ah, people will forget about these storylines, you know? Yeah. I don't know why, because I mean, they've done this before though, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like you have two completely incongruous sections of the episode. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, there was enough story going on, especially because Suzanne was like, what, two seasons? I feel like of build up. It's been a long time Yeah. of the Suzanne stuff kind of popping in and out going so far that you're like okay well she must be legit and then coming out from the other side and then we're most of the way through this season before it resolves but it's resolved really in a pretty tidy way quickly Mm -hmm. so i would have liked a little bit more space there yeah i agree i agree but i'm glad it's resolved i honestly didn't think we were going to get there like what once they were gone i was like oh well i guess that's it because it was so long after yeah yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we came back around and addressed it, but I really don't like the decision to not really follow up on the Dylan Erica relationship. Yeah, oh and one hundred percent. That makes me angry. Again, I don't want to give it away, but it's it's not that it's it will be addressed. It's just we put so much stock and time into that and Dylan's like need for family. It's really I don't know. We'll save it for when we find out what happens. How about all that, right, Kendra? all right. Uh, and maybe we'll find out in our very next episode, which is season five, episode 19, Little Monsters. But until then, Kendra, you can find me every other week on this Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast for the Radio Meanwhile Network. Kendra, what about you? I'm Miss Beesbox 91 online, and I have a website, MissBeesbox.com, and an Etsy page, MissBeesbox Crafts. And I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, each week we listen to a different 90s song so check us out over there are you doing i know the game by jamie walters because that should have been no. in this episode no you're not okay. you'll have to no. you'll have to write it and Consider. request it okay Put in an I can official do that. request i can do that all right well then uh i guess that's a wrap all 902 right. and here we go